0: A young woman, people can't stop
1: talking about Go Taylor, Taylor. Taylor, Swift. Taylor, Taylor
0: Swift. Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes,
1: Taylor Swift. 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 Ish. What just happened? Hey guys, welcome to Swiftish. This is Shelby. And this is Ashley, and we are here joined by the one, the only Lauren Lipman. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Hey there.
0: You guys are so nice. What an intro! Oh my God! Oh, yes. Sorry. Oh no.
1: I. I mean, Lauren Lipman. For those of you who don't know, she is famous among Swifties for her Taylor Tuesday. <laughs> she has her own YouTube channel, um, and it's an absolute delight. We we have mm-hmm. become obsessed with her. We've mentioned her a lot on the show, Ashley introduced me to her vicariously, and now we've come full circle and have now met, um, well, digitally at least. So <laughs> hi, hey, Lauren. Cats. Welcome.
0: Hey. hey. Uh, <laughs> hi. Oh my God. What's up, guys? Thank you so much for having me. I love the podcast.
2: I am oh. starstruck right now.
0: Oh, I my God. can't believe. Stop. I'm like I, really honored that you guys wanted to no. have me on.
2: We know you get so many DMs, you know, just <laughs> so many fans just messaging you, and so I just figured you know i told shelby i i think it'd be awesome if lauren was on our podcast and she was like oh my gosh i'll just i'll message her i was like oh my gosh we're just gonna fall into we're gonna slide into her dms and she's not gonna see them <laughs> and then if she does she'll be like oh i don't know so i am just like i'm speechless right now oh my god stop
0: <laughs> i love your guys' podcast you guys are like co-workers of mine i like think like we do yeah. such a similar thing and i Collins. love it it's like Yes, it is our calling. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I want to just, like, take a moment to really let our listeners get to know you. So... I mean, obviously we've seen a few of your episodes and we also shared some, I guess, article space when we were both featured yes. in the L magazine, which so was a dream cool. for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but That's like, like tell us a happened. little bit. Like how did you become a Swifty? How did you become start your YouTube channel and just become this voice of um this expert voice in the swifty fandom, oh, yeah,
2: man. she's a voice of a nation, specifically <laughs> <Yeah>. Taylor <tension. laughs> Nation. Oh my so. God, I
0: love that. Um, so, I guess my love of Taylor Swift really started when I first heard "Love Story."
2: I think I was oh, yeah. in like
0: seventh or eighth grade. I wasn't a big country music fan, but there was like something about this song that I kept hearing on the radio. I was like,
1: yes. "It's got
0: like a banjo, but it's pop. What is this? I like <laughs> this." And That was kind of my first little dip into the Taylor world. And she was always just someone in my life that would, okay, me and my friends would always joke about this, be like, wow, Taylor Swift wrote another song about my life. That's cool. Like she literally (laughs)
1: gives
0: me, like Mm. I am a year younger than her. And I just feel like every time she's written a song, I've just been like, wow, it's exactly what I'm going through right now. Weird. You're 15. So am I. You're 22. Same. And it was just this thing where I got to grow up with her and she was able to just like relay expression in a way that I never could. And I think that was just kind of like, oh, my God, that's how I feel. But I didn't even know that I felt that till I just heard you say it kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I think we're the same age. I feel like. Yeah. Are you 28? (laughs) I am 28. Look (laughs) at us. Me too. I knew it. (laughs) I I was like, oh, 22. That was our year. Yes. That was the best (laughs) year.
0: That song was on.
1: I need to get my my walker. (laughs)
2: yeah so get my walker and Water. just leave right now because i'm 33 and oh my God, your
1: i don't <laughs> stop it <laughs> yeah. we're all just geriatric just in the swifty sure, yeah.
2: stand up
1: yeah
0: you know what we're killing it and
1: yeah taylor's killing
0: it at 29 we're killing it at 28 and 33. Yeah. 30. <laughs> bless you um yes of course and so then i don't know it's funny because i always wanted to do on camera stuff when i was younger but i was insecure i was Not shy, but I was insecure. We'll just leave it at that. (laughs) And then I kind of got into a little bit of acting stuff in Denver, but I kind of fell in love with on-camera hosting. I did some on-camera hosting back in Denver, moved to LA, was like, oh, it's gonna be so easy out here to do on-camera hosting. Right. (laughs) It was a lot harder than I was planning, obviously. And I had always wanted to start a YouTube channel. Like when it first came out, like Way back in the day, but again, insecurities held me back, mm. and just like the people that I was with, I was just around a bunch of people that had YouTube channels and were just encouraging me to do it. And I've always just had a fascination with pop culture, and I really try to just be a positive person because I've had like you know negative thoughts and a point in my life where I was just like sad, and mm-hmm. I just tried really hard to always like fight that by just being positive. So I took the idea of pop culture from a positive light and that's kind of what i started my youtube channel around and then my i think 16th video that i had ever posted to youtube was the look what you made me do reaction video
2: yeah it was a
0: very small channel at that time oh that
2: was your 16th yes
0: isn't that insane no. i like counted the other day and i was like that's it's like i was destined to do this like <laughs> that wow. it sounds so crazy cuz my videos before that were like who bit Beyonce? Here's a top <laughs> 10 list of the best celebrity businessmen. And But yeah, um, after Look What You Made Me Do reaction video got big, I decided to create a Look What You Made Me Do decoding video. And that was like my big viral video. that kind of yes. waved a red flag to all the Swifties and were like, come <laughs> to my channel. And then, the
2: come, children, yeah. come. But like
0: <laughs> also <come>
2: <laughs> your reaction video was featured in a pretty big uh, – Light on the Reputation <laughs>
1: tour, though.
0: Yes, like, that is true. Um, how wild!
1: Did you know that Still, they were going to be using it, or were you just yes. shocked? So, oh,
0: okay. I mean, I was shocked. I at the time was working at a job that I hated, and I was mm. sitting in the office. And I'm so happy that like I did this. I looked my, you know, I have an iPhone and like Gmail notifications, right? And then mm-hmm. Gmail notification, and the subject line it says. Taylor nation, confidential message. Uh. And then it says like, you know, it's always like a little like a um, sample or the yeah. a sneak peek, I guess, into your email. It started just being like, hi, Lauren, this is Stephanie from Taylor nation. Taylor <laughs> loved your dot, dot, dot. And I just look at it on my lock screen and I screenshot it. And then I sit there because yes. I'm like in an office amongst coworkers and people are like quietly editing. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there like, nobody knows what just got sent to me. I need to go freak out quietly in the bathroom. Oh, my God. It was crazy to think about. And so I got on the phone with Taylor. Nation. Well, first they invited me to the tour and they were like, you've been a good fan and she loved your reaction video. We'd like to invite you to the tour. And I was like, that's incredible because I actually bought one ticket for myself to the Reputation Tour because the fans in L.A. at the time were fans. And I was like, I'll go by myself. I don't care. (laughs) And then Taylor Nation reached out and gave me two tickets. And then it was like a week later. They were like. We need to schedule a phone call with you and don't record it. And I was like, am I in (laughs) trouble? Like, I don't know what that means. And so I had to get on the phone and she was like, I have to ask you again, are you recording this? And I was like, no, I kind of feel like I should.
2: Well, we all know that Taylor has a bad rap experience with recorded phone calls. So yeah.
0: Very true. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God. But yeah, it was on that phone call that they were like, we wanted to know if we could get the rights to your reaction video and put it as a part of an on-screen montage for the Mm -hmm. reputation tour. And I was like uh yeah like yes absolutely (laughs) take anything you want Taylor please and it was still like one of the coolest things that's ever happened to me
2: yes did it flash like did it flash through your mind that this potentially would be the way you would meet Taylor
0: um it like took me a few months to get there because it's this thing where I didn't want to jinx it but I was like I don't know she's invited like she just gave me two tickets to go to the tour and to just like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, great. I was getting closer and closer to the date of the, of the show, Reputation Tour, and I hadn't heard anything. I hadn't gotten anything in the mail about tickets, nothing from Ticketmaster. And so oh. I kind of emailed back and I could even like have the email, I think, where I was like, hi, just following up to make sure I'm not yeah. like <laughs> dreaming and that this is actually happening. Like, <laughs> sh- like, what time should I get there? Do I need to go somewhere to get my ticket? And she was like, oh, so the show's at like, six. So we love for you to be there at three 30 and go mm-hmm. to will call. And that's when my heart dropped. And I was like, okay, okay. Don't say it out loud. Something will hear you and it'll get messed up. And Oh my God, it was just that thing where I was hoping that it was going to happen, but I didn't want to like be too right. cocky about it, like, Oh, it's totally going to happen. But it was,
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. it
0: was insane. <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: That's amazing. Oh, uh, it
0: was really cool. And I love that I have, sorry, I was gonna say, I love that I have that moment on camera like I was vlogging at the reputation tour and when I got to will call this girl just hands me an envelope and goes here you go and it was a wristband for club Olivia and just like all these the the um red reputation thing that's like you've been selected and then I just start screaming and it's all on camera and I love that I have that
1: (laughs) yes that is so fun
0: oh it's crazy
1: so have your friends become bigger Taylor Swift fans since like Have you converted them or have you had to find friends who understood your level of obsession?
0: (laughs) Um, I would say that my friends around me have just kind of like remained the same. What's really interesting (laughs) is that this has now become like work for me.
1: Right. It's really
0: weird to like, like I never, ever want to get burned out on Taylor Mm -hmm. Swift. I don't even know if that's actually possible, but it is something (laughs) in my head where I'm like, okay, like, you, you focus on this during work time and then in your free time. Well, see, that's hard right now. I have the album on like, repeat and I'm, like freaking obsessed with it, but there are times when I'm like, okay, I need to like give myself like a, a mental break really quick. Like I'll be a better person when I get back to it, but I just kind of need to like clear the air a little bit, turn on some Post Malone, something like that.
1: But, yeah. um,
0: yeah, it's been awesome. I've kind of just found a bunch of Swifties on the internet I mean that's how you guys found me that's how I found you it's, yeah <laughs> just Swifties on the internet <laughs> so
2: Sorry when when did it come to the point because I know you had mentioned that you know when Taylor Nation reached out to you you were working a job you didn't really like what you were doing on the timeline when did it come to where you were like I have this opportunity to make a career out of my YouTube channel how long did it take for you to do that
0: that's a really great question. Wow, you just made me remember something that I forgot. So that job that I hated, like it was for a company that was similar, like in, in the YouTube industry. Well let's right. just say that. And they I, so that night I went home, I got the email, I made a video of I got invited to go to Taylor Swift's concert. Cause at that time when I first got the email, I didn't know they wanted the rights to my video, right? It wasn't a confidential right. message or whatever. I was able to talk about this. So I went home, I made a video about how excited I was that I got invited to the tour. The next day, my um, co-workers found out and my boss had to like sit me down and be like, hey, so you actually, if you want to continue working here, you have to shut down your YouTube channel and make a video saying that you're going to shut it down so that you can be a part of our team and come on board with us full time. Oh. And I was like, excuse me? And at this point, you know, YouTube wasn't my full time job. I think Taylor Swift Tuesday, I think it existed then. It had to have. Yes, it was just yeah. like, just in the beginning stages of it. And I was so conflicted. And it was this thing of, I had to go home and be like, what if, and so I actually said this to my boss. I go, who is your favorite artist? Like, let's just say when you were younger, he goes Aerosmith. I go, great. Let's say you made a YouTube channel all about Steven Tyler. And then they like recognized you and contacted you and they wanted to meet you. What would you do? And he's like, I wouldn't close my channel. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, there you go. I'm not doing like, that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I left the job two days later. And I think that's actually like my last full-time job job that I had. I just went to like part-time jobs, like getting in the yes. hustle, just figuring out different ways to make money. I totally forgot about that. That was a really good thing to remember.
2: <laughs> I don't know if like – that's such a, like a hard predicament you're in. Like yeah. you're either going to make money at your career – Or you're going to sacrifice everything for Taylor Swift. And we (laughs) all kind of know that that's like the dream job to, especially for Shelby and I, to be able to be like, Peace out. We're not going to work for the man. Yeah. Well, now you're working for the yes. man. Yeah. <laughs> Love that. We're oh not gonna <laughs> You know, we're not gonna be we're we're gonna go just devote our lives, lives to Taylor Swift. Like that's amazing. Everyone <laughs> should aspire to be like you. Yeah. Realistically Yeah, just, goals. yeah. Just, realistically it d- doesn't happen for everyone. So you're just you made the right call because a lot of people put in that situation might not make the same call and they're missing out. On all of this, like, Taylor, Taylor blessings that, like, have been dropped upon you. <laughs> totally. Yeah, like,
0: look at you now. You're things.
1: on our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And that's really crazy to think about. Like, you just, like, made, like, the best point. It's like, I didn't even know at the time because at the time I was scared of what to do. That was a really good opportunity for me. That job was a great opportunity to learn in the YouTube industry and just kind of learn that knowing that I wanted to do YouTube later on, like, full time. And for me to, like, make that scary decision to be, like, I'm going to leave this big ship. I'm going to jump off this big ship to go to my own (laughs) little boat and see where it goes. Like, and here I am. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We're so
2: glad that you're here because I think you might've commented on one of our comments. Um, when you did the Al magazine reaction, you know, you were telling people, you know, I'm here, go check it out. And I was like, Oh my gosh, we're featured in the same article, fangirling over here. And you had (laughs) mentioned like, Oh, I actually told them about your podcast. And I was like, that's the only way that this person (laughs) found us is Thank you so much. Hi. It was, it was great to be featured in that same article. Yeah.
0: Um, so that was really cool. Madison from Elle magazine sent me an email and was just mm-hmm. like, hi Lauren, I'm a senior staff writer at Elle and my jaw kind of dropped. And I was like, this is <laughs> fake. Right. And then I like actually <laughs> had to go on LinkedIn to be like, oh no, nope, yes. this is a real human. And she, oh, there she is. She really does this. That's pretty cool. And so talking with her was awesome. Like. I was, I listened to your podcast about this the other day and I was like, yeah, I felt like I could talk to her for like hours and hours. And I was like, oh wow, it's uh 45 minutes has already gone by. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so she was asking me like, so I've like found these people. Like do you have anybody else you think I should like reach out to? And so I talked about some like Swift fan accounts and I was just like, oh, you guys have got to go check out the, you guys, I'm like still on my channel right now. Wow. <laughs> you too need to go check out the Swiftish podcast. You guys yeah. would love it these two girls and they talk about taylor swift all things taylor swift and madison was like great yeah like just let me know their podcast name and i was like yep and so O-M-G. that was really cool to, like, see you guys i'll see all of us i don't know i didn't she didn't tell me anything about like the no. oh, yeah like, right like like when it was gonna come out or how much <laughs> of it she's gonna use and so when it came out i was just like oh my god like i hope i said things that were okay and didn't make me seem like a crazy person oh, right.
1: <laughs> that's
2: how we were so like the first thing that i did when she reached out was i googled her articles that she's written in the past and she oh, she's smart. written really good positive articles about taylor because we were like where is she going with this, yes. Yes. this a hit uh, piece yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> could, oh my god <laughs> yeah and it could possibly be like you know because it was taylor swift fans can't calm down but it could have been in like the worst life because I'm <laughs> yes. sure we said stuff that she could have like twisted around. We are oh, like, yeah. we don't know what's going on. And then as soon as I opened up and I saw that Lauren, you led the way, I was like, Oh, oh god. my god. <laughs> that was
0: that was really that was cool. That was and it was just so cool to like read the other stories. And oh, one of the yeah. other people that I was like, Madison, you definitely need to reach out to this guy, Brent. He's this talented artist. He sent mm-hmm. me this like huge painting of Taylor Swift that he did, but like He's an amazing person, but not only that, he organized something last year in the Reputation Tour for these two Swifties who've never seen Taylor live. He raised like $6,000 to send them to Tokyo for Taylor's last show. They paid for flight, accommodations, like dinner, lunch, and it was all just like Swiftie Crowdfunded, and I was like, wow. "That's the most amazing thing I've ever heard." You've got to contact Brent, and so yeah, that article was so cool. Like, now, guys, we're in L. Magazine, like forever. I know. So that's I know. Awesome. Oh my god! So <laughs> um,
2: I'm job searching right now. And one thing that popped up is, you know, you always Google your name. You're like, what's my name? What's yes. my name? You Google your name. And the first thing when you go to like articles or anything like that pops up is Taylor Swift's fans can't calm down. I'm like, Elle yes. Magazine, you have my back.
0: Exactly. Slap that on the resume. Taylor yeah, Nation, you know. are you hiring?
2: <laughs> oh, you know, people uh. have asked Taylor Nation if they're hiring oh, and yeah. they're kind of like, little smug about it you know because there's only like I think four or five of them that's what I've heard from Kelly who we interviewed a few episodes ago so it's not really huge and I think it's just you just kind of have to know someone who knows someone <laughs> I
0: think it's I feel like it's like this like underground thing that's much bigger than we think it is I yeah like you well, them I this front and they're like all right you be Stephanie today tomorrow you're this part. like because I feel like there's yeah. got to be a team of people with all of there the has to be so it's many crazy. more
2: and I was trying to like stock to be like okay what's there has to be some like some subsidiary of taylor swift like a company that we don't know really exists so i was looking at 13 management you know because i want to work for taylor i just fun fact just got laid off yesterday blessing in disguise yeah Um, it is by i was like okay how can how can i spin this in a positive light and right now i'm like taylor nation just hire me i know there's a million other swifties who want to be hired but just hire me (laughs) i'll I'll give you like my resume Yeah, i thought about that. So like nice. what is this
0: company called that they're all getting paid through? Like it has to be some type of like, like alias name, undercover something. Because,
2: right.
0: Oh man, I, I constantly, this actually happened to me yesterday. I got a letter in my PO box of someone asking me for Taylor's physical address because, <laughs> and I was like, You're I the don't have things like yeah. <laughs> that. And I constantly get asked like, Lauren, like, can you like tell Taylor this? And I'm like, Trust me, if I had a direct line with Taylor, uh, yeah. yeah, I'd be yeah. hopefully be, in a different place.
2: Be like, I would be jet setting everywhere with her. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, and I would be in my her. bedroom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might even like be on the voice with her. You know, yeah, just yeah. never know yeah, where you would go with her. She exactly. takes you
0: everywhere. It's so funny. Everyone's like, "You're like, you like know her really well, right?" And I'm like,
2: "Sure, <laughs> yes, no, I, definitely I do." Not. But like. <laughs> Well, that's the thing of being in such like a being kind of like um, in social media, being a big account is that people really value your opinion and they really look up to you. And especially you, I'm sure they just think you're, you just know everything. You have secrets. You just, you're keeping them in and they just kind of put you on a pedestal, which is kind of cool. You, you know, there's a lot of pressure there, I'm sure, but oh, it's just something that is, I don't know. It's like a pat on the back, you know, just increases like, your ego just a bit.
0: It's funny. Cause I've never like, of it that way it's just it's so uh, like it's really awesome to be here like chatting with you too like I feel like you guys get this in a way that like I but no one else really does especially because of what we both all three of us do you know because mm-hmm. like everything I do is just I see numbers on a screen I'm yeah. not <laughs> if I get a thousand views on a video I don't see these a thousand people I don't know what their faces are I don't know what their life is like and it's just all of this stuff is just very like I'm taking it at like face value and Mm -hmm. it's just so cool to hear the people behind those like comments on my channel, the the people behind the DMs of just like, these are like real people out there like finding me and watching me. And that's like <laughs> yeah. in one of the ways our really cool. It's just, yeah, it's very crazy. But what I love
2: about you is I feel like you're more personal because we do know that, you know, there are a lot of big Swifty accounts. They meet Taylor, they go to a secret session, and then their account blows up. And they kind of have this like celebrity um. <laughs> you know, yeah. image in their head that they're a big account. And you legitimately, like, you are getting paid for being on YouTube. You have advertisers. You have people backing you. But we have these other Swifties who are just, they have, like, 10,000 followers. Nothing's really happening that's, you know, paying them to be as big as they are. Yes. And they don't Yes, put comment. them on they blast,
1: Ashley. Make fun of those <laughs> TV ratios.
2: <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just, I just think that's funny that they, they won't give anyone attention at all. And then you're right. here, you know, and you're – commenting with people you're liking them you seem so genuine like genuine and just and you know sincere so you really feel like you have this relationship with your followers that's very i don't know it's, it's a two-way street and it's it's that it's great it's kind of like how taylor has with her fans like when you, i was watching your video today and you like wrote down like maybe i'll write something in the journals because you're doing a giveaway for the yeah. the, the bundle and you're like you know this feels so weird for me to be doing this, but you guys have asked, so I'll write you something. So I love your relationship with your fans. It's just really pure.
0: Oh, thank you for saying <laughs> that. It's still you're welcome. It's a weird thing for me to even like say the word fan. Yeah. I, I, don't, I I still have a very hard time like wrapping myself, wrapping that idea, like swallowing it. It just sounds mm-hmm. really crazy. I'm just I'm literally sitting here in my like pajamas with like nothing on my face right now. That's just like the majority of my life. And all of YouTube is just me. I write a script. It's me writing a script. It's me filming. It's me editing. Thankfully, Mm -hmm. I have have an editor helping me now, but like, it's all just me doing it. And then just, I don't get to like see other people. I just get to see the comments and the likes and the views. And it's, it's awesome. And I, it's just, I guess it's like a weird thing. It's a really cool thing. Like the first time that I got like recognized was like, The craziest thing that's ever happened. And like, even at Wango Tango this past Mm. year, I went to Wango Tango and I kind of tweeted out, like, oh, I'll be here. And like, it was just this thing where. I, it's a sensation where like a stranger comes up to you and just is like, Lauren, how are you? And in my head, I go, wait, do, do I know this yeah. person? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, go, no. oh, you follow me. Oh, cool. And <laughs> it's just, it's, it's very but cool. It's awesome. I
2: like that because I've had experiences, not people recognizing me, but me recognizing <laughs> like other Swifties and they're just kind of like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're so and so like, I love that you do this. I love that you do that. And they just kind of look at me and they're like, mm, Okay. <laughs> and i was really? kind of like taken actually back actually really I was like,
1: has a thing against these famous yeah. swifties
2: <laughs> it's just shocking to me that you know there's just people just take their fame in a different a different right. way right there's pseudo it, it bums me
0: out like learning and i'm sure you guys are super familiar with this there's there is a lot of like toxic stuff happening amongst the swifty fandom mm. and, and oh yeah it really yeah. bums me out and it's like social media should be used for this cool thing to like connect people with each other. But like once you connect with them too much, then it gives people like, Oh, like let's like start a group chat without you. Let's like gossip about you in in a private message. And it's like, what are you doing guys like why do we have to do this
1: it's like high school
0: it is it's high school online
2: Mm -hmm.
1: yeah Mm -hmm. we talk about a lot of the swifty drama and we'll have a new segment at the end to sort of talking about some of that but I mean it's obviously such a pleasure to have you on here Lauren and thank you for sharing your um swifty fame with us glowing in your light (laughs) Um, I know I can oh, I could talk to you
2: all day about we can have yeah. just two hours and of me like, talking in, to you about yeah. your like a 24
0: hour <laughs> podcast yeah. yes exactly like, we can go
2: is it is it like uh, not real world but what's the other one Big Brother um, big, big Brother, brother. <laughs> yes Swift Edition big yeah, I Swift would edition. love, love that
1: <laughs> someone rent an Airbnb and let's do that for a weekend just watch um, what happens you down yeah <laughs> But we do have some Taylor Swift news to talk about. And um, yes. this is the uh, opening part of our hour is the taste tasteplaining, where we talk about the um, most recent current Taylor Swift news. And Taylor has blessed us with a lot this week. And I was worried oh, yeah. we wouldn't have anything. And then suddenly it was like, bam, 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 bam.
2: Yep. <laughs> we have oh,
1: so much in... We we're not gonna cover everything. Yeah. So um obviously hot off the press is Taylor Swift's Rolling Stone, but we don't wanna mm-hmm. get anyone's hopes up. We are saving that seven thousand word essay for uh, a meteor episode to come later. So Just want to put that
0: out there. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yes. I'm looking forward to your video about it. That's
2: going to be good. Maybe you'll release it for us and we can just like watch it and do our homework. That'd be great. A little (laughs) um, (laughs) spark notes, maybe. Yeah. Spark
0: notes.
1: Lauren. Yeah. Oh my
0: God, I know. I feel like she's always just has so much stuff that she's announcing. I mean, the voice. That's ugh. Yes.
1: So do you guys Mm -hmm. watch the voice? Because I've never gotten into it. Um,
2: mm, no, but <laughs> the only thing I've ever watched it, it's kind of like American Idol. I loved to watch the auditions. Yes. Really? Uh, yeah, just like exactly. Some people are great. Some people think they're great. Some people are just there I for know. You know,
0: entertainment. It's like <laughs> but when you say watch it, I've watched the clips on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah but i still have no
1: idea how this format works like i've never understood the season of the show but it was announced this week that taylor was going to be what's called the mega mentor on the voice and i i guess it's like i don't understand it but she'll be there giving so i understand it a little
0: bit yeah please i i learned a little bit about it so so it's Tell a singing us. competition show, right? And mm-hmm. each coach like fights for an artist to be like on their team. So there's like no more team Adam Levine anymore, which is very, very sad. Yeah. Oh, but it's like team Blake versus whoever. And so then they have <laughs> like mentors who mentor their specific teams. And then I believe the mega mentor is someone that comes in and mentors all of the contestants. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what it
2: is. So, she, so I did some research. Of course, I don't know everything, but she's going to make her premiere this season during the knockout round. And what she'll be doing is she's going to be mentoring everyone. Like she'll be helping out all four coaches, all the contestants prepare for like the knockout rounds. So it's just kind of exciting that, you know, she's not going to just be helping one person. And she said when she did the last one, she was, I think it was maybe 2014, she was a mega mentor. And she's like, I'm just going to tell it like it's straight. Like I'm going to tell them what they're really, really good at, what they could do better at. She's like, I just want to give them you know, just some raw feedback, which is great because a lot of us kind of think of Taylor just being like cotton candy. But I'm glad she's like giving them her calling because potentially they're going to be like up there with her one day. Just giving them like, this is what I learned. This is what you should do. This is my opinion. What's so
0: funny is like, I feel like all of us Swifties like we all know that she's not all rainbow and cotton candy. Like mm-hmm. we know that there's like the sassy, there's nothing better than revenge, like right. tailored to her. <laughs> that's like the rest of like the the outer circle of the world is like, that's what Taylor's in. Taylor is. So you're right. I am excited for her to just be herself and give her honest thoughts and opinions.
1: Yeah. And be yeah, a boss who's like not afraid <laughs> to be like, you know what? That wasn't a great idea. Like maybe don't you know yeah <laughs> be the man yeah it like it is <laughs> yeah. Meant for yes. It. Yes. Love that. yeah but what really 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 lit a fire under all swifties this week was something lauren covered in her most recent taylor tuesday um the lover fest east and west were you guys expecting Woo-hoo. this no no. Like, no out of left field for it's, me
0: what's really crazy i don't know if you guys um listen to the Be There in Five podcast. She's a friend of mine. She's also a big Swifty. She predicted that she would do some type of music festival. Like she kind of made like a joke about it. And I was kind of like, Kate, you were right. Like how crazy (laughs) is that? Like what? Like,
2: oh man. So I went to the Formula One races when she was in Austin a while ago. And I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, if someone could find the clip and listen to all my voices for (laughs) the past two years, that'd be great. But when I was at The Formula One races in Austin, I like turned to my husband and it was just like, everyone was just out on the, you know, on the track and everyone just sitting, standing, just, you know, just dancing around. And I turned to him and I was like, oh my gosh, there needs to be a Taylor Swift festival. There needs to be one. And I've said it the past like two years. So like your friend and I are on the same wavelength. (laughs) I also think side note, there needs to be like a swifty con <laughs> where yeah. oh my
0: god that is yes. brilliant SwiftyCon,
2: <laughs> swifty con and we can get because i know you have connections we can get you know dancer, taylor yeah. swift dancers dancers and get all these people to come oh and I, it can start as something small but i can just imagine it going big like oh my
0: god you guys we yes. need to start this like yeah. let's like make some five-year plans like <laughs> yeah. an entire taylor swift theme theme park
1: Yes, wow. Oh so. my gosh. I'm all for that. <laughs>
2: yeah. I also, I also have to say a little thing. Um, when you're, she's going everywhere, not everywhere. She's going all <laughs> over the world. You know, she's going to be going to Brazil, to Belgium, to Poland, to Paris, uh, just all these places that she hasn't been in a, a long time. And when you research the venue she's going to, the music festival she's going to, she's the only one that's really headlining him right now. They haven't released other artists. So it kind of feels to me that it's been kind of pushed out really fast. And I'm not sure if that was the plan or – but there was that big – the big, you know, tea time last week for us, Lauren was talking about the Melbourne Cup mm-hmm. and that was yeah. she was getting a lot of backlash for it. And it, everyone was just like freaking out about it. And I was like, did they push up the announcement earlier because they kind <laughs> of wanted to take, you know, the, the spotlight off. off of that? Maybe because that's not-
0: a very good point.
2: But that's my huh. my I'm I love like theorizing. That, yeah, I mean
0: that's good. it's a good marketing tactic. That definitely.
1: Yeah, would everyone work. forgot you know, about it, that. It
0: did
1: work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's it was crazy because she did just sort of like out of the blue just released an Instagram where she was like. For me, the Lover album is Open Fields and Sunsets and Summer. I want to celebrate the album and perform it live with you in a way that feels authentic to the music. I want to go to some places I haven't been and play festivals for the first time in ages. And where we didn't have festivals, we made some. And then she listed these dates and said additional dates coming soon. And it was just like... Twitter exploded in like panic. They were like, yes, they were like, wait, well, some people were like, OMG, she's finally going international. This is so exciting. And then it like dawned on people that she was only doing four dates in the US and two cities total Mm -hmm. on opposite ends of the country. So (laughs) it was like opinions everywhere. People were like, oh, how can she not come to more countries? International fans Mm -hmm. were like, you know, this is the complaint. We make every single tour and you always tell us to just deal with it. And then on her website, she said, these are the only US performances for 2020. And so people were (sighs) like, yeah, that was, <laughs> that didn't feel good. <laughs> yeah. Cause, like, even for me, I looked at the dates and I was like, oh, well, I'm going to be at a family reunion during the Foxborough shows. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the LA dates, it's like, I don't know if I can get another weekend off right before going to this mm-hmm. reunion. And I was like, man, am I going to miss like this lover? Tour, but then everyone's like, it's not tour, and then people are like, well, maybe she'll tour later, and I'm like, well, what does later mean? Like, she's running out of time.
2: <laughs> and, sh- and Shelby, just be mindful that international fans, if you can't make it, think of all the international fans who have never been able to make it, so just yeah. be blessed. You, you went to it's three Reputation right. concerts last year.
0: God, so yeah. kind of swifty drama. I just feel like I find people like getting mad at each other. Like mm-hmm. one person will complain, uh-huh. and then everyone's like how can you say that? Be happy yes. for us. And yeah. I'm like, all right, guys, let's just like a pull pump breaks a little bit here. This is getting a little
2: crazy. Oh, right. <laughs> you know, so it, it was so ironic. So about two or three weeks ago, one of our listeners, Natalia, she DM'd us and she's from Brazil. And I didn't really have a response to her message. And she, she told us, she was like, why, why isn't Taylor coming to Latin America? You know, why isn't she coming to Brazil? I miss her. Mm-hmm. We haven't seen her. why is she forsaking us she just was kind of sad and she just wanted to get our opinion on it I really didn't have one I was like I don't know why (laughs) why she's not going and so when she released that she was going to Brazil I was trying to find her message in our dms and I just couldn't find it yeah and I was like oh I need to connect with her and then right then she messes just and she's like oh my gosh you guys i'm so happy and i (laughs) want to share it with you because we're friends i thought that was cute (laughs) taylor's coming to brazil after seven years since she first came here we are left out of every tour and we finally have our chance to see her I am not calm. And that just kind of like, you know, there was a lot of Swifty drama, a lot of people like getting mad at each other, but this kind of like put a little like, you know, a little ray of sunshine in my day. Like, you know, this is just, she's doing good. She said she wanted to give the international fans the attention she hasn't been able to give them.
0: I know. And honestly, I like that. And here's the thing, guys, we live in this environment of the second that Taylor Swift posts does anything, breathes. It's recorded, put on YouTube. It's for all of us to enjoy. The, the first yeah. night of the show, we're going to be able to see people's Instagram stories, their their videos, their vlogs from it. Like we're all going to be able to experience it yeah. together. Like no matter where you are ge- geographically.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I want to. I wouldn't be surprised if she if she recorded it and made sort of a documentary even, like not that we want more comparisons, but the Baechella, like Netflix. I think it would make sense for her to make that available yeah. to the entire nation instead of just pretending that all of her fans can fit into one stadium. So, I, Shelby, yeah. I don't think she should copy Beyonce. She's been doing too much
0: of that. <laughs> know, oh, my God. <laughs> I know.
1: But it's a it's oh, a, it's a so format funny. that works, you know, and, like, Taychella mm-hmm. is finally happening, you guys. It's finally <laughs> yes. happening.
0: And, I mean, I talked about this on this week's Taylor Swift Tuesday. I highly doubt that she's going to put on Full blown music festivals for only four days. No yeah. way. No I way. way. I fully believe she's going to announce Loverfest in other places. And I honestly feel like despite what it says in the email <laughs> of these will be Only tour dates for 2020, I believe somewhere in this corner of my heart that there will be more US Loverfest It's really? yeah, sure. Like, yeah, this if it's gonna be a full-blown music festival, you're not gonna do it four times. You're gonna at least do it like twelve or like ten. I don't know. Or 13. Yeah, there's so much that goes into that to hire crew and to build sets. You know she's going to be building some ridiculous stuff. Right. That's not just going to get used four times. No way. No way. I don't Mm -hmm. believe it.
1: I don't know, though. I mean, I think she's at this phase in her career where she's very relaxed. She's very chill and she wants to focus on what she wants to focus on. And so she's like, oh, yeah, I don't care about my like two year plan anymore. I don't want to go straight from recording to straight to tour. And I think she's also I get the sense very invested in this re-recording her master's, which everyone Mm -hmm. is surmising she'll do in the fall because she's talked about that's when she will be able to do it. And she's been mentioning it in interviews and she's so excited about it that it sort of feels like I know she's excited to perform Lover, but I wonder if it that album has sort of taken a backseat to re-recording her masters and then going on a larger tour where she can play those songs that she fully owns now and kind of celebrate this sort of. I don't know, rebirth of her brand and career. And so it does sort of feel like I won't be surprised if 2020, we only get those four shows. But
0: okay, that but is a really good point. And I did not think about it, that in any <laughs> way. Wow. That's a really it is, good point. But
2: like, my question is, is, Lover, is the hype for Lover going to be down in 2021? Yeah,
1: it will. But I don't I think, think she's so. <laughs> thinking of that. I think she's like, I want to do what I want. And frankly, she doesn't, she doesn't have to worry about like, you know, if it turns and out she can't sell out you know, stadiums, she'll just do a arena tour and call it good. I um, mean, you, you know what, Elton can, John
0: tours all
2: the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk. You know, Taylor's Taylor Swift is definitely you know breaking the the gender uh, you know bounds because I think it was Ed Sheeran toured for a, a Divide maybe I think it was Divide. I don't know what he toured like. He had two consecutive tours after each other, all for one album. Oh yeah, that's and it right. was like. Three years after he had even released that album, he was t- going on a second round. I, oh, yeah. I and it was one is like one of the most successful, like, like record breaking tour yeah. of all time. Oh. So I think Taylor Swift has. I think she has it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I mean go, John like, Mayer like, does it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh that's, that's, yeah, that's dear really John does point. it. Dear yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> so and another thing people were talking about when it comes to these festivals is. You know, they're like, "What's the lineup gonna be?" Mm-hmm, you yes. know, because it said Taylor Swift and Friends, and Friends. Yeah. And my first thought, I don't know if any of you guys thought of this, but the the, the Entertainment Weekly magazine, she has all those pins, and there's a pin of all the Friends, mm-hmm. all the cast, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Huh." And then I kind of was like, is that an Easter egg for her her lineup? And of course, w- you know, we think we're gonna get Selena, Troy, maybe the Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. Drake. And Faith Hill maybe, because they, they all have pins on that yeah. jacket. So I was kind of like tying that together. Could that be an Easter egg in itself? That's yeah, a very I good know.
0: point. Wow, this, you were like blowing my mind like <laughs> in many different ways today. That's like a really good point. You and friends.
1: Yeah. Well, she liked a post on Tumblr that that people that sort of um confirmed that she would be making a lineup for these festivals. My question was. Are all these um, international dates? Because I didn't check. They're not pre-standing festivals. They're festivals she's made up too. Some of, no, they are. No, oh, okay. No, okay. some of them, some of them are pre-standing festivals, I see. Uh, and some of them she's
2: making up. For example, I think Belgium is a pre-standing and Poland isn't, or it's vice really? versa. But I was, yeah, I was looking it up, and some of them are pre-standing, um, and there are a few where she's just doing it. I know the first two. Uh, one of them is it's like and i looked up the lot la- like i looked up all the information on it and they had all, like they had i think post malone headlined last mm. year at the at the poland one or the belgium one so she is making because she does say in her in her um in that that little thing she turned out her statement mm-hmm. that she said she's going to go to festivals and where there are not right. festivals she's going to create them yeah so you know she's She's making ways because some of them, the lineups for them are just Taylor Swift right yeah. now. And then you'll Google another one, like the arena, and it doesn't say anything. It just, there's no, so no nothing I've been about getting, it. So she's creating it. Um, tons
0: of YouTube comments because I like asked everyone, I was like, if you're familiar with these music festivals, like, let me know. And it's actually been really interesting because mm-hmm. yeah. it's just like, I was like, is it EDM? Is it indie? Like what, is it country? Yeah. like, what kind of festivals are these? And everyone's been telling me such different answers. Like, someone was like well, rock and roll. Someone else was like EDM. And I
1: was like, oh,
2: sick. <laughs> wow. I mean, Cool. I also yeah. think this is a great time for her maybe to headline artists who people aren't really well um, associated with. So, you know, she's always been the person who's been like you know, I want to help small artists out. I'm going to feature them. I'm going to add them to my playlist. So I wonder if this is going to be a moment for those artists that she knows needs a little like boost in, I don't know, listeners and in, you know, just promotion. Maybe she'll end up doing that too. And mix them in with some high high people because, you know, it's going to, Taylor Swift's going to get people there, but they're going to be so excited to see Selena right. or even yeah. know, Post Malone.
0: I know. Oh my God. I want her, to, I want Lizzo to be part of the anthem. Yes. I think
2: okay. that would be epic. I, I watched, when I was watching your video, you were saying, oh, you know, we think so-and-so is going to be here, but I want, and in my head, I, when you said that, I was like, I just want Lizzo. And then you said it. Yes. I, was, I was like, oh my gosh, we're like, we're so sweet. We are. <laughs> like, on- so good. <laughs> i good. love That her. would be
1: so fun. What's funny I- is
0: that Taylor's also playing the We Can Survive concert on October 19th oh. here in LA. Lizzo's okay. an artist there, so maybe they'll oh. form a
1: friendship, and it could
2: happen. Yes. <laughs> I, I almost went. I was almost getting tickets, but then I figured I, I was just going to be the only one going, just, just luck of the draw. I was going to go with my friend, Kelly, who I, I met in New York, but... It just didn't work out. So I'm just so sad. I'll just live vicariously through everybody else and, like, see what she does. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. I'm
0: potentially trying to make it happen. And if it happens, I'll definitely vlog every second of it. But we shall uh, see oh gosh, <laughs> if I can Thank make it you. happen. <laughs> Thank yes. you.
2: Because I know, you know, per your your, uh, your episode, it's all sold out. So you're just going to get, like, resale tickets. Mm, but yes, hopefully you have connections because I'm sure you do. Uh,
0: I really don't. <laughs> but um, I have <laughs> – i have
2: taylor's gonna give you tickets positive we box? know that you have this connection
1: but i mean another thing that was interesting about this lover fest east and west is um the boosting it's it's still in effect yes. y'all it, all that hard work like were you guys thrilled to hear My- that
0: Yes, and I loved – oh, my God. Sometimes I love Twitter so much. I yeah. was like, guys, our, our boost count. Now we don't have to watch five hours of Taylor Swift eating cookie dough anymore. And I was like, me yes. – me, I did that. I yes. worked a nine to five job mm-hmm. and I had a tab in the background just playing her stuff <laughs> so, on repeat.
2: So, oh, um, yeah, I had I downloaded different browser types. Oh, my god, and, yes, yeah. <laughs> and I would just go click, 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 and then I'd work, and then click, 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 and then I'd work, click, 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 and then I'd work. Oh uh, work. uh, PTSD, but I'm so super fun. excited yeah, it was that that's going to stand. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, because everybody you know they sent out an email. It was all the ticket verified math, you know, Mm -hmm. if you were, if you boosted, you had access to it. And so, you know, they sent out the email and everybody clicked on it. You're in a waiting room and then it took you and you got to choose out of like your choices, like your top show you wanted to go to in the US and then the second one you wanted to go to. And it's just going to be interesting to see how fast they sell out, how how much much it's going to be. Um, I don't know. It's going, I'm kind of nervous about it. Like what if I don't get tickets? Me too. I mean,
0: that's the thing that really uh... made me so nervous. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, you have Swifties that live in the U.S. that will pay whatever it takes to go see her live. It's like a tradition or something. Mm
2: -hmm. Now you have
0: the entire U.S. and like surrounding (laughs) countries filtering into four shows. I just don't Mm -hmm. see how that's going to happen. I'm really hoping that they make a Lover Loverfest Midwest happen just so that there's enough Taylor to go around.
2: Yeah. You know, I when I was at the Formula One racing, races, because, you know, that's what I kind of think of a Taylor Swift festival. Yeah. There were people, there were like 12-year-old year girls here, you know, to watch the races, you know, to see Taylor. And so many people flew from New York. Mm-hmm. They flew from California, from Idaho. And like, I was just kind of like, you know, overhearing people talking about where they came from. And I just wonder how many people are going to that's why I just it's hope going to
1: be <laughs> I, know, I know I don't think it's oh, happening guys I'm oh. sorry that's my that's my Positive vibes. <laughs> I think this Your is team. it I think it is I mean I think it's like and it, of course she's playing these huge venues she's done Gillette before it's one of her favorites and then she's going to be the first artist to reform in the brand new um, NFL stadium in LA and so <laughs> that, like, has 100,000 capacity. So, I mean, and I, you also have to remember that, like, yes, a lot of, well, I mean, locals will want to see Taylor Swift. But yeah. I have to have faith that, like, the amount of people who boosted is less than maybe the 200. I don't know. We have no <laughs> idea.
0: No way of knowing, you know? And like, I still didn't even do the RSVP thing right. I put both of my first and second oh, choices yeah. as both in LA. So now I'm like, yeah. I got to go back and I guess do the Boston one for one of them. Like I know. I, I really hope that oh, I... I- can just do the one like yeah, 30 minutes I, from
2: my house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did the Boston. My first one was the LA night one. And then my second one was Boston, I think night two. And then my phone rings and it was m- one of my Swipsy friends, Kelly. I talk about her all the time. And the first thing I said, I was like, did you RSVP? And she's like, yes, tell me you RSVP'd <laughs> for night one in LA. She got, I RSVP'd for night one in Boston. So we're going to try and see like how that <laughs> works. We, we don't know how many tickets we can get. Like, yeah, are the they only going to give us two tickets? four tickets, six tickets. Is it going to be like, you know, that, I don't know. And then also my husband boosted. He's such a good guy. Yes. Boosted for me Love last that. era. <laughs> so, you know, I went in and because I don't know, maybe like when I'm in there, tickets will be sold out, but he gets tickets. Exactly. I just don't know what's going to happen. I think happen. that's like what me and my friends
0: here are talking about. So the three of us, we already RSVP'd and we're just like, all right, one of us out of three has to get it. And so I don't mm-hmm. know. It's going to be like a free for all that yeah, day. It's going to be cut a day throat. of stress. <laughs> yeah
2: it'll be fun though but do we think that you know this is so opposite of what taylor said to ryan seacrest you know he said that she wanted it to be more intimate more (laughs) small like not as big so that's my one thing of me maybe she won't be giving us more performances in 2020 but that gives me hope that there's going to be something more for more fans out there even internationally she'll do more of a because there's not a lot of international dates either. Yeah. There's there's not any in London. No. Like, there's not. That's which why is shocking. I'm like.
0: There's whether or not it's going to be Lover Fest. I, I totally agree with you. I think she's going to be doing some type of concert somewhere. I feel like she's going to continue this like live Lover Lounge. And yeah. Just go all over the country because then she gets the opportunity to handpick fans in different right. places. Mm-hmm. And like you know she'll probably do like an acoustic perform- performance here and there because. Um, I'm assuming you guys watched the August 22nd live lover lounge, Mm -hmm. live stream, whatever. And she, you know, you're just like, it's like they were all sitting in her living room. It's exactly what she was talking about. And so I I have hopes for something. And I I will say you kind of blew my mind when you said that maybe she was trying to get rid of the bad press from the Melbourne Cup to push us up. Mm -hmm. It's strange that she hasn't sat down with us yet. Yeah. She does, she's been all no, about Instagram the live lives. streams, Instagram lives, exactly. I feel like something's coming yes. in the next like week or so to explain further. Because she's not just one to post something on Instagram and just be like, okay, bye, good luck. Right. Just can, like, explain <laughs>
2: <Yeah. it. laughs> she just dropped it and I was like, I went as soon as I saw it on Twitter, I went to Instagram and then I like I tried to click on her story. I'm like, maybe she has something mm-hmm. there. Nothing. I'm, I don't know. It's, I'm just so sad about it's it. It's
1: crazy. I mean, it's going to be, uh, shall we say, uh cruel summer if we can't yes. get to it. <laughs> I
0: love it. I love the lyric
1: drops. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> and a nice little segue into yes. what we're going to talk about today. You know, we do a lyric review. I know that you've, you're listening to our podcast, so there's no shock
1: that we're going to dive deep into cruel summer today. It's going to be... I'm excited. I mean, this is a song that really stood out to everyone, basically, because she hyped it all before the album release. It was featured in um, the You Need to Calm Down music video, the Amazon Prime um, commercial. And so people thought this was going to be a single. It hasn't been, which is whatever. We can't unpack that right now. But we can unpack a little
2: thing she told somebody. I don't know. I I don't know where it was. It's blanking off my mind. But she'd said, Can I even release Cruel Summer during when it's not summer? Yes. And yes. (laughs) Please do it. Which, no, because we need another single. I can't. I can't imagine her dropping "Cruel Summer" next summer because I feel like there's been so much hype for it. It's like we need "Cruel Summer." I and it's summer in half of the world, you know. It's
1: like it's summer is just Uh a state of mind, you know. It's like no one's gonna be mad if that comes on the radio and it's not June. You know what I mean? Exactly. I love it. That's so true, Lauren. If you could oh, tell Taylor Swift that. that, I would really appreciate it. Just let her know. <laughs> yes,
0: I'll text her right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, that's actually. We're <laughs> gonna actually think that I to have her number. I do not have yeah. her number.
1: Anyone out there? I get emails. I get emails yeah. being like, "Can you come?" And I'm like, "I
0: really can't." I love you though, but I can't. I don't know her.
1: <laughs> yeah oh but um Uh, yeah i mean let's get into this cruel summer because i think it'll be a fun one to unpack but first things first i mean this is a taylor swift song that she wrote with saint vincent and jack antonoff and um she said in her secret sessions um recording that she did the top line which is you know, the lyrics that you hear and the notes that you hear. And then St. Vincent and Jack Antonoff did a lot of the instrumentation. So this song feels very 1989-esque to me, like the older sister of like Out of the Woods or "Oh Yeah I Know Places. Mm -hmm. Um, And was this like one of your guys' favorites coming out of the first time listening or I'm curious? It definitely
0: was. It 100% was. What's funny is when I look back at my – reaction Mm -hmm. which is such i'm so glad that i have that like on film because it's so funny to go Mm -hmm. back to my initial reaction to how i feel about songs now i feel like so when i was listening to the album for the first time i would put little stars by like oh these are my favorites i'm not sure if i put one by cruel summer (gasps) just initially i I, like really like it it like reminds me of um no nothing good starts in a getaway car kind of there's like some like voices like oh Mm -hmm. yeah you're right i want it it's just like it has that similar vibe to it, and mm-hmm. I've just been playing this one, and I think he knows on repeat yes. for the last few days.
2: And just I love I think he knows. I'm so, what good. was your favorite song when you first list, listened to the album?
0: I, th- I think it was I think he knows and London Boy.
2: Oh, Ooh, and Cornelia
0: nice. Street. Even though I I saw I cried yeah. the first time oh. I heard Cornelia Street, I actually cried and I. Don't know what was coming over me. Maybe it was the few glasses of red wine that I had, but I don't know. I like started to cry when she was like, I hope I never lose you. I was like, oh my
2: God, Taylor. I hope you never lose him too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i did love your reaction video everyone wanted more drunk i kind of feel like drunk lauren and drunk Uh, taylor would do really well together
0: that's like a dream of mine if i manifest it if i put it out there guys one day i will have wine with taylor swift it's gonna happen one day we all will
2: (laughs) sign me up. yeah
0: what was your guys's first um favorite song what about did cruel summer hit you in this kind of way
2: I liked it, but I don't, like, kind of like you, I didn't really, like, put a star around it. It wasn't my favorite, but I really, really liked it, and it's grown on me. Mm -hmm. Like, and right now I can just, well, apparently I've just listened Mm -hmm. over and over again, getting ready for this episode, and it wasn't bad. I want to listen to it right now. I have lyrics running through my head, (laughs) but Paper Rings, Paper Rings was, what really, Paper Rings, and um, It's Nice to Have a Friend. Those are the two that I was like, I love those. Yeah, I
1: think... I remember listening, obviously, in order, and I was so amped up on I Forgot That You Existed, that Cruel Summer sort of like, I was like half listening almost because I was still just thinking about Mm -hmm. I Forgot That You Existed. Yes. So on first listen, it was sort of like it just blended in the background for me as far as like, like it was mid-range of the album and um yes I that's think, a good way to put it because i
0: loved the first song
1: yeah from, yeah it's I was so song. fun I, I, it. I know it still gets me but yeah i think paper rings is my favorite and now i think my favorite is cornelia street so really just it's going so through good. the <laughs> emotions oh, but so, so, hour by hour. yeah taylor swift really likes this song she said she was really proud of some of the lyrics on it and in her secret session recording again, she said that she wanted to write about the feeling of a summer romance and how oftentimes that can be layered with all these feelings of pining away and secrecy. And she wanted the song to deal with being in a relationship where there's some element of desperation and pain in it, where you're yearning for something that you don't quite have yet. It's just right there and you can't reach it. And so this has some of her favorite lyrics on it. She loves it. It's Cruel Summer. I mean... It's wild. What do you guys, like, general background think this song is about? Is it Harry Styles or? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Maybe um, Calvin Harris (laughs) has to be about Calvin Harris. There you go.
0: I feel like we've just, like, spent so much time, like, I mean, me personally doing this, trying to attribute a song to a person. Mm
2: -hmm. And, like, the thing
0: that I forget and, like, maybe other people forget sometimes, too, is that Taylor's first and foremost an incredible storyteller Mm -hmm. like she could Mm -hmm. be writing about something that's totally fictional like I think we were all kind of shocked when she said something about um was it lover that was written no death by a thousand cuts was written about Mm -hmm. a movie you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's crazy that like we all and not crazy I mean we all do it for our own fun reasons because it's so fun to figure out who it's about but like I don't really know if in my head anything or person stood out to me that she's singing about because you know she's had a couple cruel summers and there's like a lot of things that that this could be about i know that i, I don't know how you guys feel about the whole kayler
2: mm-hmm. stuff carly <laughs> claus
0: stuff but this song like that's it this song like freaked everyone out they're like oh my god this is totally about carly claus and i was
2: like <laughs> really I disagree. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just there's there's a lot of stuff in the song, too. And we get into lyrics. But, you know, she says a bad boy. And I don't really see Joe Alwyn as a bad boy. (laughs) And maybe because I don't know anything about him. There's like certain references where I'm like, what? And Cruel Summer which summer is she talking about? Because she was trying to hide this love. Like, did she cheat on Tom Hiddleston? Was Tom Hiddleston just a ploy, a decoy? Like, if it is about Joe. Because everyone thinks it's about Joe. So it's just kind of like, what? We don't have the full story. And like you said, Lauren, she kind of like, she might have like a foundation, like a little bit of truth in mm-hmm. that. And she might just be like, you know, weaving a beautiful tale off of like one, one aspect that's true. Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that Taylor um, knows what she's doing. And I think she slips in enough details that there is a story there that you can sort of attribute. And I think what's great about Lover the Album is, and reputation to some degree, is it does follow this like real love she found and kind of her shock that it worked Mm -hmm. out and the... um, the growth that she felt from gorgeous and it's silliness and it's like playfulness to call it what you want where she's like, Oh wait, like this is the real thing and I'm just going to rest in it and like trust it. And I think it's like, okay to, um, see that relationship play out in her music. Cause it does speak to her ability to kind of humanize these really complex emotions and feelings. And like, yes, yeah, she can definitely, take a moment and exaggerate it or be inspired by something outside of her personal life. But for this one, like, yeah, I think, I mean, I can definitely see how it's about her relationship with Joe. And like, as we get into the lyrics, I think it becomes a very interesting way of looking at her relationship without mm-hmm. it being like exploitative and being like on this day in September, you said this, like, you yeah. know, so I don't know. Exactly.
0: <laughs> I definitely could see it being about the whole Tom Hiddleston from, from Calvin Harris to Mm -hmm. Tom Hiddleston, but supposedly, sorry, she like really liked Joe Alwyn this whole time. And I I could definitely see it Mm -hmm. being about that.
2: (laughs) And we don't necessarily know the timeline of what part of summer. it Totally. It could have been the end of August. So, and I, who, who knows? Maybe she was across seas where it was summer there. I don't know. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I mean, you know, cruel summer has a better ring to it than cruel yeah. autumn. So it's like maybe she just uh, took her romance, which was personal to her, and generalized it in a way that was more, you know, stream friendly. Mm-hmm. But I mean, should we get into these lyrics and break it down? Yes, definitely. I'm excited. Um,
2: Okay, so here is Cruel
1: Summer, a reading
2: by Ashley Hancock. (laughs) Fever dream dream high in the quiet of night. You know that I caught it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) I want it. Bad, bad boys. Shiny toy with a price. You know that I bought it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I want it.
0: I mean, I feel like this screams Calvin Harris or Tom Hiddleston for sure. Bad,
2: bad boy. Yeah. I don't see Tom Hiddleston
0: as a bad boy though. He's from what everyone who's ever worked with him, like he's always been as such a gentleman. That's like always the vibe that everyone's, he's always given everyone. Mm -hmm. Like even when he's working on all these movies and stuff, even the crew members have had just like nothing but incredible things to say about him. So I have a hard time believing that, but I kind of screams Calvin Harris to me. (laughs)
1: Oh, provocative. (laughs) Do tell me more.
0: She says, shiny toy with a price. You know that I bought it. Like, Calvin Harris is this, like, huge, like, sexy DJ, and, like, he goes to all these cool, expensive, fancy things, and she was like, he's, like, a shiny toy with a price, but, like, trust me, I've got the wallet to back it up. Like, I bought that. I got it. Like, thank you, next. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, Yeah. definitely, because this this doesn't necessarily have to be – about Joe because it could be just talking about like her past like the bad bad boys and like you know mm-hmm. dating all these boys in the past kind of came with a price and that price was her reputation yeah. so you know,
1: oh man I had a totally different reading I felt like because I forgot that you existed it's sort of like it just feels like a transition from rep to lover whereas this felt like the first meaty sort of <laughs> here's my you know catching my girlfriends up on my love yeah. life type thing over a glass of wine And the sound of this song, which you sort of mentioned, feels exactly like it leads from getaway car straight into cruel summer. Like the outro leads into the intro almost perfectly if you line them up. And so it did feel more like she she wakes up and she's like, oh, wait, like I just got out of this messy relationship. I'm really into this new guy, but I can't be too into him because I'm like, like it won't work out. Like I don't trust these boys anymore. Like I know that this guy has a reputation or he's young or maybe he's in it for the wrong reasons like can I trust him type thing and I think this like idea I caught it like you know I have this fever dream I wake up in this sweat thinking about this boy and I'm like oh I just got out of this messy relationship with another boy and then just like this um shiny toy with a pro with a price line like I think the sense I get from listening to like I don't know even like um Um, Cornelia Street which talks about Sort of the happier side of the Story Mm -hmm. where she sings about Like oh we're both playing the game And I packed my bags and left Like not trusting you I can see That this sort of started out as like a friends with benefit or sort of like a nebulous relationship we get into where we're like oh yeah I'll play it chill like it's like I'll I'll buy what you're selling I like totally accept these terms I'm not at all intimidated by this weird thing we have going on and so it does feel more like she's setting the scene for being frustrated with the with the relationship she has with um joe because she wants it to be more and isn't sure how to navigate that hence the angst no yeah.
2: i totally get that and i kind of see like where lauren's coming to and that kind of just goes into why she's so angsty she's dated bad boys like you know like calvin and so like mm-hmm. and definitely yours two views kind of just like really um complement each other when i think oh, of yeah. Cruel Summer and like just, you know, thinking about all this kind of reminds me of, and this is silly, but Greece, you know, Summer loving. Like the whole (laughs) storyline kind of, it's like, oh, this bad boy and this good girl's getting with him. And then like the whole movie is like oh, is it going to work out? It was just a summer fling. Like, it's so delicate, if Uh you will. And I was like, oh, I was like, if they ever – like, they should just do a reenactment of, like, you know, Joe can be (laughs) Danny Zuko and then Taylor can be Sandy. It's beautiful. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. This is just such a good line. When she says shiny toy, though, it's like when you say that, I feel like it, like, undermines the – the positive parts of that word, right? Shiny toy, which means like, ooh, something mm-hmm. shiny, like that's catching my attention, but with a price. And that's the negative part of it. And so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know what that negative price is, but that could very well be it that she doesn't know how to navigate it.
2: Yeah, because she's always in every relationship she's been in, there's always been that mm-hmm. price. And you're kind of like, when you're in a new relationship at the very, beginning you're always like what's you're walking on eggshells you're like when's the shoe going to drop what's right what's going to happen so maybe that's where she is at this moment is she just doesn't know how it's going to turn out because you know her history will only tell you that they're in it for the wrong reasons (laughs) or they're going to leave someone up they won't show up to your birthday you know there's always something wrong with you so they're here she's at just being like what price is this going to take at like right. what tall it's it Exactly. Be. And I mean so that's like that?
0: leading into the next verse where she says, like, what doesn't kill me makes me want you more. It's like, like oh my exactly.
2: god. Taylor. Yes. And going into the going into the pre chorus, she says, killing me slow, out the window. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. Devils roll the dice, angels roll their eyes. What doesn't kill me makes me want you more. Yeah. Yes. I mean
0: it does sound like she's doing something shady. Like, I imagine, like, sitting in, like, a taxi, like, killing me slow out the window. Like, when you're, like, sneaking out of, like, an apartment early in the morning, just looking out the window. Just, like, Mm -hmm. I'm always waiting for you to be waiting below. I'm always going to be waiting for you. Whether or not, like, I'm in it fully right now, but I'm always going to be waiting for you. That's why I'm rolling the dice.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Taking the chances. Plus, it's, like, it's a really classic, like, Romeo and Juliet imagery of this uh juliet waiting on her balcony watching romeo which of course she sung about in love story um and i think it is interesting to sort of see it from this like shady perspective because you know romeo and juliet was a love story that was not supposed to happen they were never supposed to fall in love they were never supposed to meet and so considering her relationship with joe and how she sung about it in past songs like it is a provocative image that like fits well with this idea of the devils roll the dice angels roll their eyes where it's like yeah we we can make any of our plans we want but the angels are just sitting up there rolling their eyes that we think we can control it and like things all will just work out how they're meant to or like we just can't have that level of control we think and taylor's starting to recognize that yeah
2: definitely yeah Mm -hmm. i like that I and mean, then let's get into the chorus, and it's new. The shape of your body, it's blue. The feeling I've got, and it's oh, it's a cruel summer. It's cool. That's what I tell them. New the rules, unbreakable heaven. But ooh, it's a cruel summer with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like that's, yes. like, validated what,
0: everything we just talked about. Like that's it's yeah yeah. <laughs> I love it.
2: Yeah, and what I what what I thought it was funny is that first a lot of Swifties were like why is his shape of his body blue? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah. look at the commas, the commas. Look at the matter. context. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it was just funny. And I, I really like this. That's like very catchy. Like it's blue. Yeah. The feeling I've got. I don't sing, but I like No, I chorus.
0: love the chorus. Yeah. It's just like so, ugh. I, I kind of said that this year. I don't think we've ever really heard Taylor use – so many like oos and os as a full blown chorus like uh-huh. he and then she also does it in um <laughs> yeah she's just like it's doing that in this one as well like and it's very interesting i love that she is kind of choosing that because you know the melody kind of speaks for itself sometimes you just don't even need words the oos suffice
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes and it's very like She even mentioned how it sort of reminded her of her work with Jack Antonoff and Out of the Woods, which has that same like anxiety inducing sound effect where you're just like repeating it over and over, Um, which Ashley doesn't love. But I think it works better here anyways. But I really like this. um, The second part, like, it's cool. That's what I tell him. No rules. Because it's like... Mm -hmm you know we're girls we've all been there we're really like oh yeah no it we're not boyfriend yeah. but it's like chill you know like we're i it's don't care totally fine yeah oh my <laughs> it's God. like oh i'm so into this like no rules oh uh, yeah i'm just you just cool try to like seem like so like, chill and it. you're like over
0: chill you're like no no i'm, I'm a chill girl i'm good <laughs> yeah. like whatever laid back yeah you know,
2: exactly i don't, don't want to make them think i'm <laughs> crazy I'm, I'm a cool girl You know, yeah, i'm just that exactly. girl kind of i go with the flow yeah we don't need any. Any, any titles it's fine oh yeah you're like what's going on does he like me does he not like me kind of like delicate you yeah. know it's just mm. very like oh, exactly
1: and I love that she calls like she's just so good with her words because she just calls it this breakable heaven yeah. which like Ugh, yeah it can just words. it fits a nice rhyme scheme cool but yeah when you really think about it you're like oh like what a way yes. to capture that like angst of like you want something but you like can't want it and so you're like mm-hmm. this is like too fragile to trust but like oh my gosh I like want to give it a hundred percent and so mm, just such a little delight I know. And, like, how there. does she <laughs> do that
0: in like two words just two
2: words yes I don't know I don't I know, know but She's amazing. (laughs) And then we'll get into verse. Uh, Hang hang your head low in the glow of the vending machine. I'm not dying. Oh, yeah, you're right. I want it. We say that we'll just screw it up in these trying times. We're not trying. Oh, yeah, you're right. I want it. I – so – Everyone was kind of like trying to think of like what you know vending machine. Why are they at a vending I don't machine? Get that line. <laughs> I think this. So when you kind of think of end game, um, you kind of see them like she's in front of a vending machine. Someone had like tweeted it out, and she has something. Um, and I thought that was a little funny, a little nod. I don't think it has anything to do with it, but I think maybe it was more of their one of their secret meetings or secret like you know, Trisks was maybe in a hotel room. Cause you know, hotels always have those, yes. you can go out, you can get like a snack. And so I'm like, this is maybe, you know, he was sneaking into, you know, probably such industry. a good point. He's- oh my God. <laughs> exactly think they were having a little love affair in a hotel room. A little room.
1: sexy. Yeah. A little rendezvous. <laughs> yeah, a little yes. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Afternoon delight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just the way she layers it here with like this, I'm not dying, but then it's in the background. It's, oh, yeah, you're right. I want it. Like, I just, I love that she layers these songs so cleverly where you can kind of forget that background yeah. noise. But it's actually part of telling the story, too, because it's someone being like, No, like it's almost like a conscience, like an angel on your shoulder, the devil on your shoulder that's like, Wow, no, you want this, you know? And so I just, I like that. It's great that she's like competing that, you know?
2: And what I like about it too is that she sings, I'm not dying, and then very, very like lightly, you know, you can miss it if you're not really paying attention. It's, oh yeah, you're right. I want it. It's like that, that warped little Mm -hmm. voice underneath. So I kind of like how you said it was like the angels and devil on your shoulder, which leads perfectly into like a, you know, devils roll the dice and angels roll their eyes. It's perfect. Mm -hmm. You are amazing, Shelby. That was honestly (laughs) great. It's like mind blowing.
0: (laughs) You guys are like mm-hmm. doing all the work for my decoding. <laughs> <Wow. laughs> I love
1: this. Hey. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But this is such a this is such a girl positive podcast. Like we're just feeding each other. Yeah. Oh man. We are filling those <laughs> banks. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so we get
2: to the pre-chorus. So cut the headlights. Summers of knife. I'm always waiting for you just to cut to the bone. Devil's roll of dice, angel rollers their eyes and if I bleed you'll be the last to know yes Mm.
0: this is I feel like this this whole like verse here pre-chorus has like this like negative like something happened like just because she mentions just Mm -hmm. to cut to the bone and if I bleed you'll be the last to know so like two different times she mentions like I I relate this to obviously like heartbreak or like a fight or a misunderstanding Mm -hmm. or like their breakable heaven broke and, like, now if I bleed, mm-hmm. if I hurt myself, if I get hurt, I'm not even going to tell you. Like, you're going to be the last to know. Yeah. So that's just oh, like, Yeah, because uh, she's kind of oh, went man. into this.
2: She went into this being like, you know, in the previous lyrics, like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm cool. So she's been, like, putting on this cool front that, like, if he if he ends it or if something happens, it's fine. She was expecting it. But here she kind of, like, lets him know, like, you know, this is actually going to cut me to the bone. And I'm going to bleed, but I'm going to act cool. Like, Yeah. I'm not going to let anyone know you broke my heart. I'm just going to be like, oh, I'm used to it. Whatever. I'll go on to the next guy. But you know, like, no, she really has those sincere, true, like, feelings for
1: him.
0: Definitely. Yeah.
1: And just the way her voice, like, builds in this part. It's like, you can feel the rage starting to boil. And it's like why some fans, I think, are very confused at this being a love song. Because they're like, it's too angry. It's too angsty. Like, it can't be about... A really happy place. But I think it just shows that like undercurrent of anxiety that Taylor was dealing with, you know, and and struggling with, especially coming out of a cruel summer where she was canceled and over and just headline after headline, getting her in her own head. And so she just does a great job. What's so relatable about this song is anyone can can get
2: into that moment if when you're in a relationship for the first time and you're kind of head over heels and you just don't know like life right from um, left and you just you don't want you don't want to admit that you have those feelings for them and so you just okay. can kind of like I can put my plate myself back in that place I'm sure you yeah. all can so it's just a great song for anyone who's in the beginning of a relationship to be like you don't know where to step you don't know if it's gonna like if you say something or tomorrow's feelings are gonna change you just I don't know, it's just very fragile. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The song, it's, it's great. so good. <laughs> I know. And then we go back <laughs> yeah. into the chorus. Oh, it's new. The shape of your body. It's blue. The feeling I've got. And oh, it's a cruel summer. It's cool. That's what I tell them No rules. Unbreakable heaven. But oh, it's a cruel summer with you. <laughs> I do, and like then
1: we get that. to the bridge. Oh <laughs> the bridge. bridge City.
2: Shelby loves bridges. I love bridges. Here, I, I really love them as well. I know. She's so good at them. Oh. And nice. I, I oh, she really is. And I love the. I love them. I'll get. I'll read it, but you know, Swifties hear different things yeah, when they hear it for the first uh, time. Starbucks lover moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drunk in the back of a car and I cried like a baby coming home from the bar. Oh, said I'm fine, but it wasn't true. I don't want to keep secrets just to keep you. And I snuck through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. Oh, and I scream for whatever it's worth. I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? He looks up grinning like a devil oh
0: (laughs) Oh, it's so freaking good oh my god this whole thing i love this like the line i don't want to keep secrets just to keep you i felt that in every fiber of my being when i heard it first i was like Mm -hmm. i had to pause the music and like take it in like i was like whoa that is Mm -hmm. oh what what a line
2: yeah, and she yes. screams like two sentence. Two of these sentences is, "I don't want to keep secrets to keep you," and "I love you." Ain't that the worst thing you've ever heard? And I know in your video earlier today, you kind of have said that you know Taylor screams this, and she screamed it because she was so proud of writing that yeah. line, and it just that moment, and she, and so I think those two lines are just so. Uh, parallel to the relationship. You know, she doesn't want to keep secrets to keep him and she really feels it to the core. And then I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you've ever heard? She screams that like even louder. And I love the line. Oh, it it's is the bad. best. Yeah,
1: I feel like this um, song is really interesting because it tells a story and you kind of don't realize it until you get to this bridge because you have like in the first verse she's setting the scene this like fever dream she's wanting him you kind of get in her headspace a little the chorus introduces the stakes of the story this like cruel summer she's trying to navigate and the second verse gives us this turning voice where she does have this like cut the headlights like this is a do it or don't like now (laughs) or never and then she screams this like panicky um revealing chorus that shows like She's trying to control this game and she messes it up. She says, I love you to this dude. She was never supposed to love. She was supposed to like play it cool and like, you know, take the game as it was. And instead she like showed her hand, messed it up. And she's like, Oh no. Like I'm, I'm like, I ruined yeah. this, like, you know, and in, and she's, like, so anxious in that scream, and then all it is is he just gives her this, like, devilish grin, like, oh, I already knew, yeah, you know? Yeah, I love that, and
0: I mean, th- I love that she sets the whole, like, scene, like you said, in the beginning, being like, I'm drunk in the back of the car. When you're drunk, the truth usually comes out, and I can literally mm-hmm. see her yeah. screaming, I love you, okay, like, ah!
2: Yeah. I just like see that. I, I kind of wonder if they're in a, like a fight at that moment, maybe like maybe a misunderstanding. Yeah, what I Because, you know, you, you see all those rom-coms. Yeah, they see all the, those rom-coms where they're like, I love exactly. you. Exactly. Okay. Like it just. Like, I Whoa. imagine
0: this is like the they were on? like at some party or like a club or a, out, out somewhere. And then like they got recognized and they had to like pretend like they weren't a thing. And then she got upset. That's mm. like my imagination Good. running wild right there.
1: well also like in delicate she sings like oh meet me in the back Mm -hmm. of the of the bar in the black and it's like it's interesting to think of this being the sequel the follow-up the next chapter to delicate where she's like is it chill that i said all that is it too soon to do this yet and then you get this like alternative angsty version where she's like, oh, like, crap, I love you. Like, <sighs> isn't that the worst thing you've ever yeah. heard? And he ha- she has to deal with this fallout of this coming out when she wasn't meaning for that to happen.
2: I mean, she loves him so much because he looks so pretty like a devil, right? I that's
1: exactly why she <laughs> that's loves totally him. what I thought it said <laughs> at
2: first. I was like, he's so pretty like a devil. It's like, yeah, Taylor. Yeah. He looks like
1: so pretty. <laughs> <devil>. that, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's what's great about this, um this verse, this story, this emotion she captures is that sort of like moment of truth where you have to like lay it out on the line, and that's something that get, gets echoed again in Cornelia Street, where she does say, like, you know, we had to we were playing cards and I left and then you called me and I came back. And that's when it finally took this turn. And so you can feel that this was like a very pivotal moment, even if it isn't like literally in the summer, even if it wasn't literally like July or whatever, she was still able to like channel that um, same angst into two totally different songs. And I think that just speaks to her, her genius as like a songwriter that she needs more credit for. I mean, Mm -hmm. I feel
0: like what's awesome is I feel like people and celebrities really are starting to like, I feel like everyone's known it and now. Mm-hmm. They're just starting to like talk about it more. They're like her songwriting. It's like yeah, yes. her songwriting is right. Like when there's it's, all these pop like, stars, yeah, so there's all these pop stars out there like writing a full verse with like three words completely, and I'm like, all right, <laughs> uh, we get it. It's the name of the song. What else you got?
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
2: So we'll go back into the chorus. It's new, the shape of your body. It's blue, the feeling I've got. And it's, oh, whoa, it's a cruel summer. It's cool. That's what I tell them. No the rules, unbreakable heaven. But oh, it's a cruel summer with you. And the outro, I yeah. love the outro. I'm back. I'm drunk in the back of the car. I cried like a baby coming home from the bar said I'm fine, but it wasn't true. I don't want to keep secrets to keep you. And I snuck through the garden gate every night that summer just to seal my fate. And I scream for what it's worth. I love you. Ain't that the worst thing you ever heard? Oh, so I like it. She ends the song on <laughs> that line. It's just the yeah. screaming line that ends it it's all. So, in, and that's, that's like the
0: second song of the album. And I think that was a very good way to put it. You were like, I forgot that you exist was a perfect little gateway from reputation into this. Mm -hmm. And then this is like cruel summer kind of kicks off lover being one, being the second song. And it's just kind of just like cruel summer. I love you. And then it goes right into lover. I
1: love that. Yes, I know the perfect segue that we never saw coming. Uh, Her mind. Yes, I I just don't get how it works. I don't know.
2: (laughs) but I love this song and I kind of have like an epiphany and I don't know. I know like everyone thinks like cruel summers during the summer, but you know, that feeling that the, the brightness that you get at the beginning of a relationship when it's just like, everything's like sunshine and uh just beautiful kind of like the summer everyone looks forward to it you just kind of like let your hair down and you're just having fun and you know it's it's gonna fade and it's gonna fade fast and you're gonna look back on it with like fond memories so i'm kind of wondering like maybe it's more of like the stage in the relationship she's talking about with cruel summer you know like it's gonna pass by and so she's just waiting for it to pass by but it doesn't it's not like this summer romance it becomes like you know because everyone talks about summer romances it doesn't necessarily just have to be in the summer and so this Mm -hmm. is like her version it could have been any time because i don't necessarily think she's the type of person to. because everyone's like well, when was it when was it was it was it during the summer was she cheating on on tom i don't really think it necessarily has to be yeah like we said
1: in the summer just be the part of a relationship that's
0: a very good way of looking at it yeah and just
1: touching on that um theory that like oh taylor admits she cheated i've like never gotten that vibe and maybe i'm like you know quote unquote a cupcake (laughs) but i just feel like this song actually proved for me that it was like she she was not ready to like commit to joe or whatever right like she was like oh like this is wrong and she was it wasn't it didn't get the sense that she was like going behind Tom Hiddleston's back or something. It was more like she was struggling with these inner feelings of liking a friend more than she's meant to, or having that turn into something more quicker than she should have coming out of a relationship at the end of the summer or whatever. So Mm -hmm. I think it's like, it is hard for anyone on either side to be like, no, this is the truth. And I think that's purposely like Taylor's point. She's like, yeah, I'm a songwriter guys. Like you have to trust me and like realize that this isn't just a diary entry. Yes.
0: Like uh, she just literally puts emotions on paper somehow. I
1: don't mm-hmm.
2: know how. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. I can like. When I talk about my romance with my husband, I'm like, um, and uh, it was it was cool. Like, so the way that she just puts everything into like, perspective <laughs> I know it's cool. <laughs> and, yeah. <I'm> like, yes. <laughs> oh,
0: it's that's cool. so funny. It's true though. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like when I first heard "Gorgeous," and she said like your magnetic field is a little too strong. I'm like, what the, how did you mm-hmm. even write that? Like, come on.
1: <laughs> I would yeah, never
0: thought of that. that.
2: Like, yeah. like <laughs> oh, it's just,
0: I love it. And that's like, know, I love, I
2: know.
1: But this is what
0: she was literally put on this earth to do because no one else out there can do things like this. Like, I really haven't come across mm-hmm. anyone else who can write lyrics like her. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: No, it's a delight. Yeah. And that's why people are up in arms about getting to see her perform it live, you yeah. know?
2: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, speaking of crazy, there's <laughs> been some – we talked about it a little bit. There have been some crazy um, tweets going on around the Lover Fest and people who aren't appreciating what yeah. they have. Mm-hmm. And so we have a, this new segment, yeah. Lauren, and it's going to kind of take over our tea time. We usually have a tea time where we, like, Bill, the tea but what we're gonna do this week instead is do our new segment should have said nope and that's oh. where we kind of review maybe tweets people have said and people's reactions to them and then we kind of like give our verdict at the end like <laughs> yeah. what should this have gone out who should have said no nope? i have like that i'm
1: ready um, for it yeah yeah so shelby do you want to lead the way Yes. So the context for this week should have said no is um, obviously the Lover Fest was announced. People were going crazy reacting and someone um, tweeted about it. Jackie F underscore 13. A delight to behold. Which I love, Everyone should follow I love follow Jackie. Her. Yes. yes. She's like a little cupcake and she's
2: like <laughs> so small and <laughs> petite. I love her.
1: Yeah. And she... Um, voiced her disappointment about the U S festival dates by saying lover Fest East is on the day of my effing wedding. So if nobody could talk to me for the next year, I'd oh, really appreciate it. Wow. And so I read this and I thought it was kind of funny. I was like, LOL. Like I, I could sense yeah. the facetiousness. I could feel the, um, the maybe like the real, and you know, frustration that two of the things she's loved are in competition with each other. But, people really came at her like it was it got ugly it got personal they were like obviously you shouldn't be getting married if you don't love your husband enough that you're upset over this or like how would your husband feel if he saw this tweet and like you know a lot of that kind of aggression Yeah. And she's already met Taylor.
2: So some people are like, oh my gosh, you met Taylor. Why are you complaining? (laughs) And a lot of it was, you know, like the international fans, you know, they never see her. So just be happy that you've seen her how many times and you met her and you're getting married. Like they're like, (laughs) they thought it was unfair. And from my perspective, I did not think it was unfair. Because like, so I got married in 2013 and I had already planned to go to the Philadelphia show because that's where I lived at that time for her, her red tour. And then I got married, you know, I couldn't make it because I was going to be getting married in the time frame that I would be going to that show. And afterwards I tell my husband all the, all the time, joking. I'm like, my biggest regret is marrying <laughs> you that summer. I should have, that was a cruel <laughs> summer for me. Like I should have gone, we should have gotten married later. I wanted to go that because I didn't go to the red tour. Didn't have no. the money. I like it. It wasn't around me and it was gone. And so I don't think that she meant it as like a a whiny girl who's like, you know, takes everything for granted. I think she was just like, I thought it was a funny tweet. I saw it. (laughs) And then she followed it up with like, for those who are giving me hate, I go through another, like just another tweet being like back off. And I was like, what people
1: are giving her hate and so yes, then I perused, just like,
2: <laughs> dove into it and I was shocked yeah
1: I was shocked. yeah yeah so I mean let's call a verdict um what does the jury say of this? should have said nope um uh, Lauren, do you have a vote of guilty or not guilty for Jackie F. tweeting about her disappointment? No, I
0: think she can totally voice. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm like, if you're upset, <laughs> you can voice your opinion. That's what Twitter is for, right? Yes. What is Twitter for if not to yeah. complain, right?
1: Yeah. Like, just screaming into it's the just void. One of those yes.
0: Where you're like, I just, I don't know. For yeah. some people, it might sound like, I just got a new car exactly. and it's in the wrong color. Like, that's not on par with this. It's like, she'll let her voice her hurt. <laughs> And then these other people, like, tearing her apart. And you know, just, they need to calm down.
1: Yay yes. They
2: need. <laughs> they should have said nope before yeah. tweeting back yes. at her. That's what I think. Okay. You know, exactly. I'm 100% not guilty for her. Everyone who gave her hate, totally guilty. Yes. She wasn't dragging anybody. She wasn't bullying anybody. She was just saying, like, oh, sucks. It's my wedding date. Like, yeah. You know, she wasn't saying she didn't want to get married. She was like, yeah. "Oh my gosh, like why? I would do the same totally. thing." Yeah. Shelby, you did the same thing with your family reunion. Like, how <laughs> yeah. dare you? Do you not do you not love
1: your family? I was like, "I'm canceling this, you guys. I see you more often than I see Taylor." So. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, and I mean, she did so add like a little
0: joke at the end there of like, "Don't talk to me." Like, she was she was being yeah. funny. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah, so everyone that. just uh take a chill pill, calm down, take a moment, regroup. But um, that's our show. I mean, we're so excited Lauren was able to join us. Um, obviously, you can find her on YouTube, Lauren Lipman, and she's also on Twitter. Yes. At Lauren Lippmann. Yeah,
0: it's Twitter, Instagram, everything's Lauren Lipman. That was an exciting thing that happened this year. But you guys, like, i had so <laughs> yes. much fun. This was awesome. I never really get to – like I said, I do a lot of this like stuff just – alone so this was really awesome to like bounce back and forth and hear your guys spin. know you guys oh. blew my mind a few times like there were some things that i
2: never thought of thank you
1: Oh, well, good <laughs> well when we're in la for the lover west fest we can come on your pod on your youtube yes, please. blow your mind that way please i would love yeah. that oh yeah <laughs> i'll have to get a makeover before oh
0: anything my like god that you happens. guys would be perfect for it you guys would be perfect i'm so yeah. down
1: <laughs> uh, but um thank you for listening this was a little longer than usual but obviously all good news to cover um we'd love to hear your feedback you can send us an email at swiftishpodcast@gmail.com at gmail.com or if you have good things to say or thoughts on the show feel free to leave us a review on itunes and you can also find us on our social media accounts we're at swiftishpodcast on instagram and swiftishpod13 on twitter so good times all around yes <laughs> But until next time, I'm Ashley. And I'm Shelby.
2: And Taylor, we love you. Ain't that the worst (laughs) thing you've ever heard?